Free in Midfield Podcast, episode 240. It's a bit of a fun one for you guys. It's the Spurs draft. We've got two great guests joining us on the show. And without further ado, let's get the show started. <laughs> Yes, yes, Kojo here, and I'm joined by two wonderful people, as I had mentioned before. Uh, we'll go with someone that's not been on for a while. It's been a long, long time since we see him. Um, Mr. Darren T, how you doing, sir? I am well. Thank you for having me on. It's been a long, long time, long overdue. It's good to be see you again. It's good to be with Jack again. It's like a reunion, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's good to see you again, my bro. And he's been on a lot more recently. Um, he came on when his team won, actually. So he was good, in good spirits. Um, his manager got sacked. I don't know if he's in good spirits about that one as well, but we'll have to find out. Jack, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going Bali tomorrow. So excuse the mess in my room for those watching on YouTube. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm trying to escape Spurs, you know, in, in the other side of the world. So. Yeah, yeah, this will be my last little hurrah thinking about football. I like that, I like that. All right, well, um, this is going to be a Spurs draft. So if anyone that's listening or watching how the draft works, it's very simple. Um, they're going to go head-to-head. Uh, one will go first, we'll flip the coin for that one. And what we're going to do is see who can build the best team in their own formation. They can switch formation halfway or through, or whenever through the, the show. It's up to them, but they're going to compile their best 11 and see who wins. The key thing being, if a player is picked by one person, the other one cannot pick. So if Harry Kane is picked by someone, no one else can pick him. Uh, There's only two people here. So, um, I mean, I guess, you know, it would be Jack or Dante. So I've got a question. Is it current players? Current players? It can be current. It can be past and current, oh, yeah. past okay, past and current. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's yes, it's a whole mix. Yeah. It's a whole mix. Yeah, not not the current squad because I'll just be a bit. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah, it's I was gonna say. Yeah, it's a mix of everyone. So you can go as far back as Jimmy Greaves. You can go into the midways and go for Benoit Suokoto. That's all up to you, man. <laughs> but let's get started. Um, I've got a coin here, so I'm just gonna flip on the bed. Uh, Jack, heads or tails? Oh, <coughs> What was that, sorry? Tails. Tails, all right. Go ahead. And it is heads. Mr. Darren T, are you going first or is Jack going first? Jack can go first. I'm intrigued. All Fair right. Enough. Fair enough. All right, then. Let's get Jack's team up first. Let's just share the screen real quickly on that one. Ah, it's been a while since I've done this stuff. Flipping off. Okay. All right. So... There's a squad here. Jack, formation first before we start. What are you saying? I'm going old school, 442. 442. And uh, uh, Darren T, what are you saying for your formation? What are you going to say? I might just do exactly the same old school, 442. 442, it is. All right. There's a lot of strikers here. There's a lot of strikers. You got, to be fair, you guys have options. You have good options. So (laughs) we'll get started with you, Jack. Your first name. Who's joining your team? Any position, yeah. Yep, start wherever you want. I'm going to go with probably the best midfielder I've seen at this club and one of the greatest ever midfielders <coughs> we've ever seen in football history, Luka Modric. Okay. Middle wing. <coughs> Where do you want him? 
yeah, that's exactly what I want him. Middle wing, drift off the left, exactly how he did at Spurs. Luka Modric, all right, I'm going to put him there so his name stands out. Okay, Luka Modric makes team one. So Luka Modric is out of the way. Darity, you cannot pick Luka Modric, but you can pick someone else. Where are you going? To the left of Luka Modric, and he is one of the best players I've ever seen at Spurs, alongside Modric, Gareth Bell. One Gareth of the best Bale? Players. Yes. He's, listen, this guy, this guy, Gareth Bell, prime Gareth Bell. Like, he doesn't get enough respect. Unreal yeah, footballer. Was a unreal. Superb footballer. Honestly, so good. So good. When it comes to his um his uh run in the Premier League, does he for you guys, does he qualify in the discussions for maybe being able to be in Premier League team of all time? Um maybe not because Madrid were it was Madrid. Like, like he did great at Spurs, but it was Madrid where he really he had his prime, prime the mm. first few years at Madrid. I know the injuries were there, but I don't know if he, the first couple of seasons, the first few seasons of the Premier League, he was, he could have, you might have said he was underwhelming, but he really made his name at Spurs, but then he pushed it on at Madrid. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, only, but if you look at ability wise, any player to have played in the Premier League, he's, 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 he's there or thereabouts, and he's got to be in the conversation, isn't he? Yeah, to be fair, he does. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mister Jack, you're next. Jack goes either gonna... way, cannot be picked. What are you saying? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right back, and I'm gonna go Carl Walker. Okay. Oh no! Mister <laughs> <laughs> Carl Walker. Purely because I think um, definitely in my lifetime been short of quality right backs and mm, that's yeah. a continuation to the to this day unfortunately although you know mm. hopefully let's let's see what let's see what Pedro Porro is like but yeah Carl Walker absolute athlete you know that wing you know in that pot system where you can utilize a three at the back you can utilize a four at the back he was always there it was present he's always available and incredibly direct and mm. just the physical prowess whilst maintaining a good a solid um, end product level of end product and to this day he's still one of the better right backs in the league and the things he's achieved mm. since as well yeah. one of the best right backs we've seen in, in the Premier League I'd say absolutely absolutely agree yeah, all right fact yeah fact. absolutely agree um yeah. right let's see okay I'm going to centre back um King Ledley, let's ah, go. Yeah, King Ledley. King Ledley, I'm sorry. One of my favourite ever Spurs players. My goodness gracious me, what a colossus of a defender. If he had if he's if he's if he's both his knees were working, you'd be talking about Premier League greatest. He'd be up in the top two or three, if that. Mm. But I mean, it's only because of his injuries. But what a defender. What a defender. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I, the best way to echo it, it just in my, my humble opinion, is I think Thierry Henry named him as one of the toughest defenders he's ever played against. And I'll read there's a whole catalogue of centre-backs. Yeah. So, so to mention Lily King, that's, 
that's big because we're not talking about any striker. Yeah. We're talking about one of the best to ever do it. So if he's acknowledging yeah. Lenny King as a tough opponent, you know Lenny King was one of the best to ever do it. Um, exactly. Look, right. look what Henri did to Jamie Carragher week in, week out. I prefer, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, <laughs> I speak. Um, Lenny Couldn't King, do it to King Ledley. King Ledley. King Ledley. Yeah. That's how we were dressing. Like. I like that. Yeah. So King Ledley and Gareth Bale in yours. Um, Jack, you've got Modric and Kyle Walker. Where are we going next? I'm going to have to take a striker spot here, man. The, the greatest <laughs> goal scorer in Spurs history, the greatest goal scorer in England history. It's only yeah, one man. Yeah. Still going and counting. Harry Kane. Sir Harold Kane. I mean, he'll get a lot of criticism for not turning up in the big moments, but Listen, I, I've I always maintain there are. I don't think there's a striker in history, bar Maradona, if you can call him a striker, a forward that carries a team of such quality in history. I I couldn't name you an example where in the final that has been the case ever. Yeah, I've tried to. Think I must of it. say, I've tried listing it down. I must say, I might put Stevie G as that kind of player. Because he carried Liverpool, he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, but I get yeah. where you're coming from. As a forward, there's, there's not many. Yeah, it. all right. Yeah, the, yeah, fair, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. As a forward, like, and the fact he's dropped to number, he drops to number, he drops to number ten, mm. and can still do the business. Let's not forget he got, the, he got the golden boot and golden assist in the same season. Tell me anybody else who could do it. Tell me anybody else who's going to do it in Premier League history. We may not see that again in our lifetime. We may not. Mm. We may not. And I will say it with chest. That's not an easy feat. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Harry Kane. Yep. Harry Kane is in there. So, Walker, Modric, Kane. It's a strong start. But also, you're on a strong <laughs> start as well. Bill, Lenny King and... My favourite player of all time, Glenn Hoddle. Ooh. Right side of midfield. Right side of midfield. No, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. Right side of the centre. Right side of the centre. Okay, number yeah. number eight, yeah. Number eight. Glenn Hoddle. A Rolls Royce of a midfielder ahead of his time. Silk in football boots. The things he could do with a football... And the things he could do so effortlessly were amazing, and I honestly, um, I was just in awe of him. I mean, he, came, I mean, I was young when I started supporting Spurs. I was about six, so you're talking about, let's just say, it, 1982, and um, the guy stood out for me. The guy stood out for me. He had a game, right? Funny enough, he had a game in 1983 against. Um, I can't remember who he played, but Johan Cruyff was in the other in the other side, and Glenn Hoddle ran that show. Wow! Look at Glenn Hoddle's last goal for Spurs, the one against Oxford. Mm. Drop of the shoulder, did everybody ran through squad the goals, the array of goals, everything. Beautiful player, absolutely amazing player. What a player! I'm sorry, and he's he's. I'm not saying he's the best player of all time, but he's my favorite player of all time. He made me realise that football was an art form. Like, everybody else, you know, after that, you know, as a young man, young man, young boy, seeing that kind of football made me want to see more 
of that. So when mm. the Maradonas came along, the Ronaldos, the R9s, I mean, came along, the Ronaldinho's came along, the Rude Hullets, blah, blah, you know. Glenn Hoddle, for me, started it. He started off my love of football as an art form. So anyway, I can't praise him highly enough. Glenn Hoddle. I, I hear the same thing from, you know, Spurs fans, non-Spurs fans <laughs> that I know as well, that, that I've seen him. They, they all sing the same praises. And, you know, I didn't get to witness him, but from what I've seen in those comps as well, to do it with those pitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, exactly. Exactly. My gosh. Way ahead that's, of his time. I'm sorry. That's often a thought of mine as well sometimes. These kind of players like him that were able to make football look so silky on a rough pitch. If you give them their prime back then, but on a more so-called cleaner pitch where you can call them carpets, if you say so, if you want to say so, these days, he probably would enjoy it even more and showcase his quality on an even higher level. Um, so, yeah, great choice. And I will say for Glenn Hoddle as well, even in management, he was ahead of his time. It didn't really work out with England, but his ideas and the style and the tactics he wanted to play, yeah. you've seen a lot more of that from, like, 2004, five onwards. Like, he was ahead of the jump of, of the thing even before people were noticing it. Um, or even later on, I should say, because when people fall in love with um, pet football and 4-3-3 in this country... He was trying to get four, three, 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 five, twos, diamonds, everything involved. He was very, very um, yeah, much a catalyst. So shout out to him, absolutely. Because, yeah. because after Spurs, sorry, I just give him one more minute. After mm. Spurs, he went to Monaco, so he went and developed his game on the continental. He went on on the continent as well. So I think he brought back a lot of managerial ideas from the continent. Um, so yeah, I mean, great football in Britain. I'm telling you, what, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'll tell you, <laughs> him. No, no, no problem at all. All right. So, Glenn Hoddle joins Gareth Bale and Lily King. Excuse me. Uh, we will go back, of course, to Jack. Uh, <coughs> Walker, Luka Modric and Harry Kane in your team. Who's next? I'm going to mirror what Darren says about his favourite and one of the players, you know, the Spurs players that he really just values highly and Moussa Dembele, I, I, he's he's just one of the most majestic midfielders, one of the best midfielders to watch. You know, to be sitting so deep, to be a deep-lying player, but to be so exquisite on the ball, to be so press-resistant, to get your team out of situations and transform defence into attack in the way he does. It's in a very unique way as well. It's not, a, it's not necessarily a line-breaking pass, it's just elegance. And to push the team forward the way he does every time. He'll receive the ball in a deep position and the ball will be 20 yards forward and will be in a much, much better position to break down a team. Moussa Dembele, one of the best midfielders I've got to witness at Spurs probably with Modric. And that midfield pair is kind of is the ideal pairing I would I would have always at Spurs. Man, if, if I can just chime in here real quick. You see Moussa Dembele... I think anyone that listened to this podcast in the first two or three years, I called him the best midfielder in the league. And the reason I called him that is because with envy, by the way, with so much envy, watching someone with that build be so press resistant, if that's the term you want to use, he will dribble past people like he's like he's messy. He has the strength of a thousand men. In fact, I can't recall a time he lost the ball. 
if I'm just, you know, if I'm being honest, I can't remember. I can't remember the time he actually lost the football. That's how good he was, and he didn't need goals. He didn't need assists from midfield. He was just pure quality. A time where we actually appreciate midfielders for being midfielders. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Mr. Dembele, I was envious. I, I had a dream you that should, we would have signed him. But you should have got him. There was that game he played at Old Trafford before we signed him, for, when he played for Fulham, wasn't there? And he was like, yes. I think I think Fulham lost that game, but he stood out and he was controlling that game, basically. And then we decided yeah. to like, nah, nah, we need, we got to get this guy. And yeah, so, so as Ferguson praised him in the interview, um, press game, saying, oh, they, 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 they're midfielder. A real talent, like he doesn't say too much in the press conferences no. about other players, but he just gave him that little silver approval, which was that the I like this boy. Yeah, if we, yeah. if we get to grab get our hands on him, I can do a lot with this boy here. But yeah. um, and in his and first two, was, in his first two and a half seasons, he was poor as well. People forget. Mm. And I think mm. he had the odd good game in 2012-13, He was he was awful. Like that whole team was an absolute mess. I think didn't know his best. We didn't know what his best position was at the time. And then Potts decided to sit him a bit deeper in 14, the second half of 14 and 15. And we started playing well then. He started absolutely balling out. What a player. What a player. All right. Musa Dembele trains Jack's team. Mr. Darren T. Um, I'm going to go up front. Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves was our greatest goal scorer. Uh, greatest goal scorer in our history up until what? About a month ago. Two months ago, yeah, that's all, that's all there is to say. Scoring record was phenomenal. Um, scored for fun, did it at Chelsea as well. Boo, but you know what? Everybody remembers him for Tottenham. Um, so yeah, that's there's not much more to say about him really because there's enough. There's enough there. Was it 266 goals for Tottenham? Yeah. Scoring rate phenomenal. Um, Won the league. <laughs> so, what else can we say? What else can we say? Um, Good. Yeah, um... Phenomenal. All right. It was, yeah. Before my time. Before everybody's time. But at the same, you can't leave him out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You can't leave him out. You can't leave him out. 260 goals. Like, you know, we had the scoring record. We had the club scoring record for like was it 50 years. So, Phenomenal. Jimmy Greaves goes up there up front. Jimmy Greaves is up front. So, Glenn Hoddle, Gareth Bale, Lady King have someone to supply and that is a top striker. Top, 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 top striker in Jimmy Greaves. Jack, <coughs> how do you answer that? Oh, is he muted? Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I, I think it was good. <laughs> Just miming oh. to myself. Um, I'm going to go for old school dynamic, big man, little man up front. One of my favourite strikers ever. One of the best pure ball strikers, you know, that we've ever seen in the Premier League. Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. He's a... (laughs) Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, this just one of my favourite strikers, I think. I just feel that like he could fit in, in, in into any system just as a pure, pure striker. Just unreal. And he could hit a ball, man, from anywhere. I think you give this guy space, he'll whack one top bins. And I think, you know, if we're talking about team chemistry as well, him and Kane, I think, you know, 20 years ago, that would have been a 
15 years ago even that would have been a top 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 striking pair Dare I say so myself? That's a, that's a that's the Saint Bond's legend right there. For anyone that it's the Saint Bond's boy out there, my former school, we grew up on Jermaine Defoe stories, and that's a mad thing because he wasn't even that much, much older than us. If we be real, <coughs> yeah. so shout out Jermaine Defoe and shout out him for leaving West Ham and went to Tottenham. Um, I'm not gonna say anything much on yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> not gonna go further yeah. on that one. Believe me. Um, um. what you said? Um. Right, so yeah, my pick, yeah, because you yeah. cut out a little bit. Yeah, Sorry, all yeah. right, I'm going. I'm going up front again. I'm going up front again. This is going to be a controversial one, and I've probably done something different on Twitter. Okay, but it's a. This is a tough one for me because it's out of a choice of three, um, and it's out of like some people pick Klinsman, some people pick Lineker. Mm-hmm. I'm really stuck between Lineker. But, uh, oh gosh, do you know what? I'm gonna, I can't do it. I think it's got to be Gary Lineker. But he's it, all right, Jack. Who do you reckon, Gary Lineker or Clive Allen? Clive Allen banged 49 goals in a season when I was 10. Right? I, 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 I you rarely see that. I've not seen that much since 49 goals in a season, mm. but season wise. Did he do it regularly? Gary Lineker. Nah, do you know what? Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Let's do it. Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Sorry, Gary Lineker. You, can't, you can't. You can't take away from Gary Lineker. That's going to be controversial. I don't care. Gary Lineker. If you were there to watch it, he won the FA Cup. He scored. He, he won. He, he won. He won the FA Cup with us in 1991. Um, scored in the final from what I believe. I believe, if I can remember, my man. It's getting a bit old, isn't it? So, um, Gary Lineker, um, only ever missed one penalty in his career, never got yellow carded, golden boot in the World Cup. Um, I know it was for other clubs, but for Tottenham, I thought he was great. I loved him. And maybe I'm just a nostalgia merchant where that's concerned, but I don't care. Gary Lineker. And shout out to what you said to the guy about the government as well. So, yep, shout yeah. out to him for that. Shout out to him for that. Fire up on the BBC for trying to cancel him. Facts. But yeah, Gary Lineker. Gary Lin- There's so many strikers because I could have gone Klinsman. Some people go Klinsman. Some people... Berbatov might even sneak in there for some. Oh, I'm um, the, I, I was tempted. I was tempted. He's a, he's, I was as well. Quality player. Quality player. But... I can't believe I can't believe Berbatov's in neither of our strike, striking pairs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but ah oh, man, ah oh, Dimitar Berbatov was a, he was a joy to watch, but mm. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm being a Gary Lineker. Like is Gary Lineker? Gary Lineker was was just a. These are two. You see how many goals up front I've got there? That's goals, you know. Jimmy yeah, Greaves and Gary Lineker. That is just goals. Glenn Hoddle supplies any of them brothers. Everybody's banging. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, come on. Nah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, Gary Lineker. Right. Yeah, Lineker. All right. <laughs> Can't lie. The mention of Berbatov, I was thinking it's someone going to pick Berbatov. I was thinking that, but all of you, all four of you did... have got numbers. Yeah, I don't think he did. There was, I don't know. Gary Lineker won the FA Cup. Berbatov mm. was great and he was a joy to watch, but on the league, the, the Man United thing left it. Yeah, the, the yeah, he did. The Man United thing left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I can't even lie. 
And um, there were times, there were a few few times he didn't really turn up. Gary Lineker was just on point all day, every day. Do you understand? I, I don't know. I don't was, know. Um, That's me anyway. Was was Berbatov's transfer controversial for you guys? Like, was there was there like a? Why it, it, was, it was the way he left. It was. I think there was yeah. a game against Middlesbrough where was did we draw nil nil or did we lose? It was Modric's debut, I think. And Berbatov just didn't want to be there. He was. He wasn't moving mm. at all. And yeah, it, it was just the way it happened. And then on top of that, bloody Daniel Levy. Took how much? How much was it? Was it thirty mil plus Fraser yeah, Campbell on loan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Fraser Campbell. Wow, yeah. Wow, that's a throwback. But Berbatov went. Berbatov went. He, I think we've accepted a bid from Man City from Man City for Berbatov. You know when the shape took over that that same night they like bought Robinho and everybody yeah. under the sun, and um, then he was at Carrington shaking Fergie's hand with his agent. You know what I mean? He just did. It's just, it's just the way he left. It was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit smelly. Can't lie. No, the, the story, the story, on that one, the story on that one always makes me laugh because um, you're right. City had the bid accepted, and his flight to Manchester was to go and meet City officials. And when he got off the plane, Sir Alex Ferguson was standing there waiting for him, saying, "I know where you're going." You're not going there. You're coming into this car with me. And Berbatov said, all right, then. <laughs> he just followed them. So if Silas Ferguson doesn't make that journey, he is a City player. But Silas Ferguson went out of his way and said, no, you're not going there. There's no way I'm going to join those guys. And yeah, I mean, the rest is history for United as well. He did he did a great job for us um, in the year that we won the title with him. So yeah, no, it's quite one of the One of the best Champions League goals I've seen as well for Leverkusen. That little flick over. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Unreal man, yeah. unreal player. Quality player. Um, wish you ain't wish I included him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, you have got numbers. You have got loads of numbers. You've got Harry Kane and Jermaine Defoe, gunmen. Um, yep. But the strike force is complete. Your midfield, defence, and goalkeeper are incomplete. Where are we going next? I'm gonna go centre back, and I'm gonna go Jan Vertonghen. Super Jan. Super Yan. I was about to type Super Yan instead. Um, <laughs> I think you know we all you know we all know Ledley King probably the best centre back we've in my lifetime we've seen at a club. But I don't think Yanvertongan was far away. I think mm-hmm. aggressive, good on the ball. I think that's those those are things that we've not really seen in a centre back at our club. Someone who's very good who ca- can carry the ball from the back, who can pass it, left centre back, aggressive, positionally aware. Bit more of the aggressor, I think, in that dynamic he had with um, Alderweireld, where he was the aggressor, he was the front-footed defender. Mm. Um, yeah, just absolutely majestic defender. And um, we were lucky to have him in his prime because he could have, you know, a player of that level could could go anywhere, could be anywhere. Yeah, quality footballer, quality footballer, and part of one of the best defenses um, in recent Premier League times um, for Spurs, where they conceded not many goals. <laughs> Um, mm, yeah, time, so, yeah, absolute quality. Um, Jan Vertonghen makes the centre back pairing. Uh, well, centre back one of the one half of the centre back pairing. Um, Darren T, the same to you as well. Your strike force is complete, okay. but your midfield, defence, and um, goalkeeper incomplete. What are we saying? Okay, I'm going to put him at number seven. We have absolutely no holding midfielders in my team. Cool Gascoigne. Oh, Gaza. Oh my gosh, on his day. Unplayable. 
that semi-final goal against Arsenal. Oh, mate. I remember where I was when I watched that. What a goal. What a player. Um, Yeah. Imagine him and Glenn Hoddle being in that midfield. Are you mad? Are you mad? We ain't crazy. Nah. Yeah, did, he, mad, did, he, yeah. did he? Did he? Um, did he fulfill his potential? No, he didn't. Mm. No, he didn't. Did his um? Did his ACL? Went to Lazio. Did bits. He did bits. He did bits. He did bits for England. He did bits for Spurs. Bits for Lazio. The injury really took him out, but also, um, the drinking, mm. the partying, Jimmy Five Bellies. Do you know what I mean? He always, it was always him and Jimmy Five Bellies in the flipping paper. If you're a footballer, you don't hang around with a man called Five Bellies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fat, fat. So, <coughs> but Gascoigne was a gifted player. He's one of Spurs' greatest ever. You can't have a Tottenham team, I believe, without putting him in there. You can't. I mean, to be fair, if you're, saying, if you're saying that he did it for full potential, but he was performing to us such a, a good level already, if he was fully fit and Demons aside, we could be talking about forget about one of the greatest English players could be one of the best ever to have ever done it. So, potential there. Yeah, for his own sake, he probably should have joined United when he could have at that time. Was it nice? Was it what year is it? Was that ninety four? Nice, yes, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, because mm. the Ferguson did. He did bring up like a strict policy on the the drinking side of things. It was very direct with the, yeah. you know, you're not gonna drink. And if there's anyone that had the problem, if you want to call it that, he would, um, help them address it. Not sort of like just be harsh on them because he had he had ways of dealing with players differently. I remember when Cantona got the the ban for the kung fu kick, he called Cantona every day like his son. And I remember reading why um an article where um. I don't like saying his name, so I'm just gonna say his first name, Ryan. Um, <laughs> Ryan was speaking. Ryan was speaking about um, why. Why are you calling this guy so much and look after him after what he did? And so I said to him, "Cause he's not you. Like he doesn't deal with things the way you should. You deal with things, so you to understand. I will deal with him the way I see fit because I want him to feel comfortable enough to come back. Because the guy was close to retirement." Was really said I didn't want to come back to football, so he had to look after him. Um, so maybe maybe it would have worked out of Gascoigne, but who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have. You know, it's it's an idea of a reputation of a, a manager that had good man management to great man management, but we also also remember it didn't work out of everybody at the club with him. So you know, who knows? But regardless, Paul Gascoigne is a legend, and he's a legend that deserves to be in that team. So he joins Glenn Huddle, Gareth Bell, Lily King, Jimmy Greaves, and Gary Lineker. Jack, of course you are next. Where are you going? Can I, well, before that, can I just shout out Gascoigne for beefing, having beef with Snoop Dogg as well, um, if anyone remembers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, for anyone that's wondering, just Google it. You just Google Paul Gascoigne and Snoop Dogg and you'll find it. Um, back to the team. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with kind of semi-inverted wingers, provided Darren doesn't pick one of the players that I want. Okay, I'm going to start off with the left, and I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Young Min Son. Okay, okay. He is... I mean, I think you both know my thoughts on Son now. I think we should just get rid of him, but 
at his in at his best in his prime. Yeah, this guy's a lethal, lethal wide man. He probably should be closer to the front line, but it's a four four two. There's not much you can do. Um, yeah, just absolute lethal player on his day. Can, you know, can carry the ball when he could. Both feet, left foot, right foot, just absolutely scary to play to come up against. Quite yeah, that's all I can say. Um, just a quick one. What, what, what do you think is the difference between last season and this season for him? Antonio Conte. Mm, Conte <laughs> was there know? last season. Conte was there last year. He, he got was. golden boot because of Conte. I Fair think. Enough, but. I think it's because, down to the ground. I think there's something up here with Zon. Could just be confidence. I don't know. I also think that Perisic is a bit of an issue in terms of chemistry with Zon. I don't think they, they don't work together at all really well. Mm. And that's not just because of Perisic. I think Son's um, just as as big a part of the problem as um, as Perisic is. And again, we know we know Perisic likes to play in a. If he's going to be in a um, wing back position, he needs to play in a five in midfield, not a three, um, not um, not a two in midfield. It doesn't work with three up front. He needs to be his own sort of wide player. But yeah, I, I, I think it's just. I just think he also age as well. He is, you know, he's thirty one. Was going to be thirty one. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we should probably personally. I say we cash in, but that's another discussion, isn't it? Darren, do you agree with that? Cashing yeah. time? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I do agree and i like to kind of add to it. Um, mm. Because, yeah, with, 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 with Son, Son has been playing football relentlessly for years upon years. Mm. Um, as Jack said, he's getting older. So he's starting to probably deteriorate a little bit. Um, number one. Number two, Conte seems to run them to the ground. Um and maybe it's affecting him, and he is getting older. Uh, that's number two, number three. Um, so he's got, he's had, he's always had these deficiencies um, in his game. Um, including, I think the main one being sort of him being greedy, never looking for the final ball. I think a lot of the, do you remember we spoke about it on the DD Forty Factory show? Shameless plug, shout out to them man on Saturday, where a lot of it is. Son is Kane to Son and not Son to Kane. Yeah. <coughs> so that's the thing. Son sometimes he doesn't always think about the final ball. He's always taken on, tries to take on the defender and shoot when the pass is on. And Son's doing that quite a lot more. No, Son's done it all the time, to be fair. But it seems to be he seems to be getting found out with it this season. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so there's a there's a few factors. There's a few factors, but I'm I'm with Jack. It's time to we he, he's had he's you know he's had his time at Spurs. Sometimes players just need to thrive elsewhere, and I think that's what he needs to do. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a number of factors, it's a number of factors. But I don't think he's going to get back to where he was. You know, yeah. he's lost everything that he used to have in build up. So he he's he's a strike. He's a pure striker now. That's that's what his, what his best position would be. Yeah, I mean, I to be fair, it happens with most footballers, isn't it? Spells come to an end. That, that's just how it is. And 
he's had a great run in, in the Premier League and for Tottenham. So if it is the end of Son at Tottenham, so be it. But he definitely go down at least as an icon anyway. He's had a great run. He's got a lot of great goals. Um, he's got a catalogue for sure. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he very close to joining the 100 club in the Premier League? One away. He's got one he's goal. one goal away. 99 he's on. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, we've got two months of the season ends. He's getting that. Whether, whether his form is, he's getting that. So I'm going to welcome him early to the 100 mm. club. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, I'm more worried about whether Richarlison gets one goal between now and then. But <laughs> Forget that guy, man. Forget that guy, man. Forget that guy, man. He's my next pick. What was that, sorry? He's my next pick. You should do that. Well, you should do a worse Spurs um, draft as well. That, that would be oh, crazy. I've got a lot of plans coming up. Don't worry. Don't worry. People <laughs> think people think it's gonna be nice and rosy with their clubs. People have mentioned about their clubs and say, yeah, we're gonna do a nice draft. They, they, they haven't gonna have a good one so far. When it gets to the other ones, they're gonna have a wild hell of a time. So when people start talking about Pascal Sigan, no name. <laughs> Um, anyway. Pascal Chimbonda. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Chimbonda on this podcast. So let's give him some praise. Let's give him some oh, praise. I love well, him. top right okay, man. Yeah. Top right back he was. Yeah. Top right yeah. he was. At Wigan, big up, at big Wigan. up Pascal. Big yeah, up Pascal. Pascal. Gun fingers and everything. Yeah, yeah. Him come and, on the come on the podcast. Yeah, man. Him and Celestine Babayaro. But anyway, um, Darren T, your next pick. Right, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm finishing off my mid. I'm finishing off my midfield. Oh, okay. Go for it. I'm finishing off, finishing off. David Ginola. Ooh. He has to go there. I wasn't thinking about that him. Look, look at this. Look at my middle, yeah? Look at that middle. <laughs> look at that. Oh, my gosh. One, one, one line-breaking pass from Modric. That's it, bro. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't business. Look at that, yeah? This is Ozyard, this is Ozyard dealers team one on one, right? Score, concede loads, score more. That is the team. I'm shameless with it today. I'm not trying to pick a balanced side. I'm just trying to pick who's best, who I think is best in that team. I'm sorry. That's what I'm doing today, right? Hmm. They're my favorite players to to watch the Spurs shirt. When I watch any of these guys, apart from Jimmy Greaves, because I weren't born, but I'm gassed. Do you understand? So David Ginnell is one of them. One, I mean, because you know what? It's a toss-up between him for me and Chris Waddle. Because ah. Chris Waddle was a baller. Mm. Glenn, not only could him and Glenn Hoddle play football, they made the top twenty of the charts as well. Big up, shout out to Diamond Lights. Okay. Shout out to Diamond Lights. I remember watching Top of the Pops and they're sitting there singing, Darling, I love you. Yeah, man. Come on, man. Come on. Big them up. You know, so I'm sharing my age here shamelessly right now. But um, now Chris Waddle was a baller, but I just think David Ginola was just such a natural, so much more of a naturally talented footballer. He was a really naturally talented footballer. And, um, we were really fortunate to have him when we had him, and it was great. He was great to watch. So I would I would put David Ginola there, but it, I mean he just shades Chris Waddle for me. So All right, yeah. 
That is that is a quality team. I can't lie so far. It's a quality team. It's looking good. It's looking very good. Um, Jack, how do you answer that? He's completed his midfield. Are you doing yours or are you going to the defence or even goalkeeper, actually? I forgot about the goalkeeper. Didn't I? You're on mute again, Jack. I keep doing this. Schoolboy error. <laughs> um, I'm going to invert my right. My right winger yeah. as well, and uh, I'm gonna make him drift centrally, and he's probably definitely in. He's very attack shit. Musa Dembele is gonna be the only one sitting there, boy. Uh, um, yeah, Christian Eriksen. He operated on the right as well, oh. um, under Poch, in a three up front rather than a sort of right RMF position. Um, if you played a Championship manager, but um, yeah. I mean, just one of the best passes of the ball we've ever seen at the club. Just the, t- the type of the final ball, the final delivery he had, left foot, right foot, creative masterclass, good presser of the ball as well. I think him, when him and Son and Delhi were doing it, especially just, you know, on the ball work, off the ball work, contrary to what people sort of think, I think in his last season, it looked a lot more shoddy because our system completely changed. But yeah, I mean, even, you know, with his condition and at his age, you'll see, you know, you, Kojo, yourself have seen, you know, the quality he can provide, especially even, even you know, in some games where you're on the front foot, you can play him as a six. Didn't know he could really do that. He never really did that at Spurs. So, yeah, you know, dyna- will, absolute midfield dynamo. I will say, I will say, it's a good thing that he didn't play him as six. As, as much as he can do it, it's not been fun watching him be there. Nah, nah. Um, but so that's because in the gates away from what he, he's truly capable of. And um, <laughs> I will say this, when we used to play Spurs with him in the team, I used to hate it because like, he was he was the guy that was making everything tick. Like Dembele was the controller, but in some ways, Ericsson controlled the game on and off the ball. It was, it was scary to watch. So absolutely quality. All right, midfields are complete and strike forces. I'm just going to refresh the... The listeners for you guys. Um, so far in Jack's team, no goalkeepers yet. Um, in the defense, you've got Kyle Walker right back and you have a target at center back. Other two positions are yet to be filled. Um, human son on the left, Christian Eriksen coming in off the right, and Luka Modric and Musa Dembele in the midfield as a pair, and up top in the two, Harry Kane and Jermaine Defoe. And I'll read out Darren T's name, um, team just before he names his uh next player. Uh, Lely King at centre-back, the rest of the defence and the goalkeeper has not been filled yet, but the midfield consists of a midfield pairing of Paul Gascoigne and Glenn Hoddle on the right, David Ginola on the left, Gareth Bale and up top numbers in Jimmy Greaves and Gary Lineker. So that's midfield and strike force competing for both. So, Mr. Darren T, are we doing defender or are we going for goalkeeper? Uh, I'm going to go goalkeeper. I might as well just get that one out of the way. Now, it was a toss-up. Now, mine's going to be controversial. I'm going to leave it open for Jack because I think I know who Jack's going to pick. Okay. Um, like, if I went to put my nostalgia hat on, I really loved Eric Torfed. But was he the best? No, but he was one of them. But I think you can't look any further than Pat Jennings. Um, I was going to pick him. I was going to pick you him. You going to Pat Jennings? Yeah. You? I you thought, thought, you go thought I was going to go. You thought I was going to go for Luis? No, no, no. I was going to pick. I was going to go for Jennings myself. 
And do you know why? Because um, you know in Pro Evo, yeah, where yeah you got legends, and you got like Northern, yeah, he's Northern Irish, isn't it? I swear, wasn't he? Uh, he's he's, swear he's Republic. Is he Republic? Let me just double check. I remember I seeing remember. the flag on Pro Evo. You know, with, you, know when you, you can buy a legend, like, like a, you can buy a classic mm. player. You got classic teams and classic players. And it was a Northern Irish flag, and it was like it spelled Jemming Jemmings or something. Yeah, Northern like Irish, Northern Irish, yeah, yeah. Northern Irish, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Northern Irish, yeah. And his rating was, oh my, he was sick. I was like, yo, hey, yeah. I didn't realize it was this good. I mean, never got to witness him, never yeah. got to see him, but I know you know he achieved a lot. So fair well, play, he got there for me. Yeah, I I didn't know. I just thought it was an I thought it was an easy one. For you to pick Larice, but for me, I would never pick Larice. I've been nah. I've been running Larice out for the longest time, and to be honest with you, people will say he's our greatest goalkeeper of all time. It's only because he's been there for the length of time he has, right? Forgetting the amount of mistakes that he makes and and, and forgetting that he he had many deficiencies, um, not good on the ball, um, not great at coming out for crosses, and but Pat Jennings. Like and he was a bit before my time as well. Let's be real, a little bit before my time. Um, well, he was around my time, but I was too young. But if you ask any older Spurs fan, and I respect what they say, they've taught me a lot over the years. They'll tell you that Pat Jennings was the guy. You watch videos of the guy and the saves he made. You can't look any further than Pat Jennings. And to be honest with you, Spurs haven't had that many amazing goalkeepers. So. There's not many to choose from, I would have thought. Because I mm-hmm. think it would be Pat Jennings. I'd say Pat Jennings, Eric Torsved, Tony Parks, and the modern people will pick Larice. And then who are you looking at after that? Do you know what I'm saying? And that's talking about over the last 50 years. 50, 45 to 50 years. Because Eric Torsved won the FA Cup in 91. Tony Parks, Made the save that won the UEFA Cup in 19, 1984. Um, we sold Pat Jennings to Arsenal in seventy seven, so I don't really know. I don't think he won anything with Tottenham. However, <coughs> he was still great. And um, yeah, Hugo Lloris hasn't won anything with Spurs. And to be honest with you, he's fortunate to be still at Tottenham. I would have got rid of him a long time ago. So yeah, so yeah. Sorry, Jack. I thought we were going to pick somebody else, but Pat Jennings is for me. You got Kane anyway. You got Harry Kane. Come on. <laughs> You're on mute. There we go. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. Uh, Pat Jennings. That is a top goalkeeper. That is a top, top goalkeeper. All right. Pat Jennings makes the team. Jack? I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go left back. Um, we've not really been blessed in that department, to be honest. No, um, in both mine and Darren's lifetime, to be honest, I don't think. Mm. Um, no, but I'm just gonna have to go with the left back that's performed at the most consistent level for us, and that's Danny Rose. Danny I Rose, don't, yeah. I think he was, Danny, yeah, Danny he was sort of in the system. He Danny was almost Rose. a jack of all trades. I don't think he was the best crosser though. I don't. It's funny. I'm putting the player in. I'm saying I'm stating all the traits that he doesn't have. He's not the best crosser. <laughs> yeah. He's he's not the most. He's not super athletic. He was just athletic enough and thrived in the system, I think, quite well. He wasn't dominant in any attribute, I feel, but 
he was he did play at a consistent level for us and def, definitely the best sort of left back we've seen in our sort of definitely in my lifetime mm. at Spurs. Again, we've not been blessed. We've had people like bloody Chris, um, Reto Ziegler and Atuba. Mm. Those guys there. Lee Young-Kyo. Timothy Atuba. Hey, that goal against Newcastle. Hey, listen. He... No, but that's a name I didn't expect to hear in my lifetime. Ever <laughs> oh, believe it. Damn. The worst, the worst was probably Carl Norton, but well, he was actually he was he was up there with the worst at least. Mm. I remember when Raheem Sterling had him on skates. Oh, mate, but. Yeah, Danny Rose is definitely the best of that of that bunch. I I could have picked. There are some attributes that I thought other players have over him, but I'll let Darren T go go ahead of that one. Mm. Right, all right. I'm going straight back. I'm just going straight onto left back myself. Seeing as Danny Rose has already been picked, and like you know, I agree with what Jack said. We've not had. That just goes to show how bad we've been as a club, you know. We haven't really got, like, any other club will name, like, legends in their, all of the positions. And we can't necessarily do that. No disrespect to everybody. But, all right, I'm going to go Justin Edinburgh, my left back. Oh, okay. May all he right, rest yeah. in peace. May he rest in peace. Justin Edinburgh. Why? Because he spent a good, he spent all, 10 years at Tottenham. He won the FA Cup. Three, I've got three of the F91 um, FA Cup winning team in my greatest of all time. I've, 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 I, I always loved the fact that he batted up Roy Keane in the FA Cup final in '91. I've never liked Roy Keane since then, never. <laughs> um, but Justin Edinburgh, you know what? If you want a good, solid servant for a football club, Justin Edinburgh is your guy. You know, it's back to the time when defenders, when left-backs were just pure defenders. So, a lot of people would choose wing-backs and what have you. But <coughs> just for his longevity at the club and the fact he was there and part of a winning team. You know, one of the, you know, my favourite times, probably my favourite moment as a Spurs fan was the 91 FA Cup final. I just think it was just such a great time. Um, especially when I remember the 87 FA Cup final that we lost. I cried. I was 10. Um, and then we won it about four years later. Justin Edinburgh, Edinburgh was part of that team. And it's, this, is not, this is not a pick because he's passed away now. It's, it's a pick because he was a good servant for the club, a good, solid servant for the club. There's not many other left-backs you can really choose, I think, Maybe some older Spurs fans will be able to still tell me otherwise. However, my pick is Justin Edinburgh. May he rest in peace. RIP indeed. But well, another great selection. Um, Consistent. Oh, that's the as well. um, just just um, a side note. Um, I'm never going to make it out of hell. And the reason I say that is because Scott McTominay has got a double against Spain. <laughs> what? Oh, Wait, what? what? <laughs> Yeah, they're beating Spain two 0 huh? and he's got both goals. He's got he's got braces back to back. Back to braces. I was gonna say he's got four in two, isn't he? He's got four in two. I'm not so making it out no. of here. Where's he, where he playing? I, I don't even want to find out. <laughs> I don't even want to find out. Because I feel like he's gonna be somewhere that I know. you know what? Let's just have a quick look. Scott McTominay. Yeah, we, this is this up. is 
this is an emergency. We need to know. We need to know what's going on. He's he's essentially playing as a six, and he's got two goals. I feel sick. I feel sick. I feel sick. I want to throw up. The Spurs right. fans that want Luis Enrique as manager as well. But... No, thank you. No, thank you. Just end like Quante. No he's comment. Not a project, he's not a project manager anyway. So no comment. All right. Um. I'm going to have to disappear off the screen for just a minute. But before we do that, I'll let you two go back and forth on Jack's next pick, which is? It's got... Well, that's not my team. That's not his team. Oh, sorry. My one. apologies. Sorry. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go... I could go controversial, you know. Like, really controversial. Like, Spurs fans would dis- be disgusted at me if I did this. Go on. I think you know what might be coming, you know. Oh, no. I don't, I, I don't oh, want to no. say it. I don't <laughs> want to say it. I, I don't want to say it. Oh, I don't no. want to say it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, Jack. Please. I don't want to say it. No. No. Don't. Oh, no. He's going to do And it. his name is Hugo Lloris. I'm going to go Hugo Lloris. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. I thought he was going to. You know what? I think he has no other choice, but I thought he was gonna do he, he, name he who should not be named. <laughs> Judas. Back. If I'm if I'm forced to though, Darren, if I'm forced to, yeah. Uh... Jack man, oh my days, bro. If, you, if your centre back is the centre back I want, then. Well, we haven't I got a whole lot, but it's, yeah. I may have to. <coughs> I may have to bring up a centre back that we can't bring up. But... No. Oh no. Please no. Um Well we yeah. haven't got like we said about goalkeepers, we haven't really got the embarrassment of riches really, have we? So Hugo Lloris, just because of his longevity is gonna gonna make it there, isn't it? For a lot only of reason. People. I would say the only reason I think in terms of shot stopping in his prime, absolutely absolutely elite, I think. Mm. There aren't many shot stoppers as good as him. In the modern era, I'd say, but it's the bozo moments. It's the it's costing us games and costing us big games as well. From all the way back from when he was, you know, against Man- the six 0 at Man City, for example, what was it rushed yeah, out a goal? Oh Man City started oh just pelt with us from early on, and just mistake after mistake after mistake in big games. Again, I'm I'm, I'm picking players and then absolutely <coughs> ripping them apart. Like, <laughs> This just this just shows how deficient we are in these positions, or have been in you know in our lifetimes. But yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's the, he's the least worst goalkeeper we've had, and I'm not going to disrespect yeah. him too much. He's definitely definitely an elite shot stopper, and that's the reason why he's there. So I'm not going to put too much disrespect. But yeah, the I, last yeah. few years have put a sour taste in our mouths. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I don't. I'm not mad. You pick it. You pick Lloris because it, it, it is a logical. It's a logical one, really, isn't it? It's a logical one. I just went. I just managed to get Pat Jennings first. Yeah. Um. Because I might have had to go Lloris myself. Um. Although, like my heart, part of my heart would say like Eric Tor said, but you know, I, I did rate him as a keeper, but he's not. He's not gone down as a great or anything. Hugo Lloris has done a lot more in his lifetime yeah. in his career. So. Yeah, I, I mean, to, we we've had we've had guys like you know Paul Robinson who started off okay, but then mm. 
Yeah, he, he started going off the off the off the rails. Um, guys like Gomez. Yeah, yep. Aurelio Gomez, man. I'm not his not his biggest fan. Um, and then, no. and then you had like later on. I think we had Kudici, a washed Kudicini. Um, that second choice. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. was done. He was done in at that point. Brad Friedel, who was old, he was somewhat reliable. I think um, in his first season, but again, he was <coughs> 40, 40 plus. Yeah, he was not so not not really a. I could take you back even further. Um, when we were in, we were in the doldrums. Ian Walker, Ian Walker, uh, yeah. Casey Keller. Casey, Casey Keller, Casey Keller, Casey Keller, <laughs> Casey Keller. And when he was gassed, I was gassed when we bought him as well. I was really gassed when we bought Casey Keller, but he was just nothing more than functional. There was a goal. I don't know if you remember Bobby Mims. Bobby yeah. Mims was the calamity. The calamity keeper of that time, we would yeah we were in we were in we were in the pits when we had yeah. Bobby Neil Mims Sullivan as well. Mm. Neil Sullivan, oh my gosh, everybody's rejects we had, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very poor, <laughs> very very um, poor. It just goes to show. All right. Um, here's a little um, Casey Keller story for you. When I was in year six, when everyone was doing their top um like the Ultimate Eleven, and we did something similar to this where you can pick players, and there was ten of us. Um, everyone picked your Casillas, Buffon, um, uh, Oliver Kahn, and all those guys. I ran out of names, so I chose Casey Keller. <laughs> and you got roundly this. I know you got you, this. You yeah, may this as well a... just pick like Eddie Huey or someone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, no name keeps my head at that time. Funny enough, Peter Schumacher wasn't picked at that time, so I could have I could have used nostalgia back then and said, "Yeah, when you run it for us." But that, but man, Casey Keller, shout out Casey Keller. Um, all right, Jack, you've um, not Jack, sorry, um, Mr. Darren T, you've got two positions left: mm. right back oh, and centre back. What are you saying? Okay, I'm gonna go centre back. Um, now it's a toss up for me because what do you do? Do you go for like the long server? The long you got like you could pick between Steve Perriman, you could pick between Gary Mabbott because Steve Perriman was a bit utility. Gary Mabbott was a great captain, um, and I really rated him. But if I'm just going to go for pure playing ability. Then I've got to put Toby in there, Alderweireld. That's my boy. Can you imagine that centre back pair, Alderweireld and King Ledley? Oh my goodness gracious me! They they, they complement oh each other word. well as well. <laughs> I, I put I put Vertonghen first on mine, but I can see why you'd pick. Put, you'd I can see I, I at the time as well said I thought Alderweireld was the better centre back of the two. Um. But it's a, it's neither here nor there to be honest. They got different attributes. Alderweireld, his composure on the ball, his positional play, the pings as well, man. The Alderweireld, yeah, the famous Alderweireld pings, right, left. This guy was this guy was a Rolls Royce defender, man. Imagine, look at my team, right? All right, we got no holding mids because we're doing classic four four two Premiership years. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
Alderweireld pings it to Gareth Bell. He pings it to David Ginola. Pings it to Glenn Hoddle, who controls it and slips it through to Greaves, who just slots it home. My gosh. What a dare team. I say, dare I say, he could ping it to even one of the strikers because I remember one of my favourite all-time Premier League goals was when he played a long ball at Stamford Bridge and then he controlled it first time and smacked it over the keeper the second That's time. What, the second Gaz, Gaz is probably the... Gaz or Hoddle could make that touch in it. Even mm. Jenner, yep. to be honest. <coughs> yeah, any of, those, any of those four midfielders. Gareth Bell. I saw Gareth Bell do something insane at White Hart Lane while I was watching live. Insane. Where he was at the byline and he got pinged to him. I can't remember who pinged it to him. He could... He could I can't remember who pinged it to him, actually, to be honest with you. He controlled it. There was a defender there, right at the, right on the um, right on the byline. He controlled it around the defender. He brought it down and controlled it around the defender at the same time. Skinned him, left my man for dead, and then mm. crossed it. And then clearly, and I can't remember who it was, but we missed it. Basically, was, was that ball from it. Huddleston by any chance? I or was that a bit later? Remember, I don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you because Jack. Once I saw the control, I was there with my brethren and I was in Old White Art Lake. Well, of course it was Old White Lake. And I remember watching it and I couldn't believe what I just what we just saw. And to this to this day, I still can't describe fully what he did because it was so outrageous. It was just outrageous. Because you know how Gareth Bell got so flexible. So he put his foot up high, brought it down, controlled it around the defender at the same time and left him for dead. It all in one movement. No word of a lie. And he skinned my man, left him for complete dead. And that is, yeah, that's Gareth Bell, man. That is Gareth Bell, disgusting player. But anyway, I digress. Toby, I've got one player left and I just can't think of who. Because Jack's already picked him, so fair play. <laughs> I mean, all I'm going to say is this. In terms of Toby or, or the world, F you, Ed Woodward, for telling Jose Mourinho that he has Chris Smalling <laughs> and Phil Jones at home so he's not going to get Odeveld and then provided him Lee Grant. F you. Yeah? Thank you for that. <laughs> In hindsight, <laughs> that, that probably would have worked out for both of us because I think at that time, Toby was probably past his best for us. He's had He had his like two top seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, that yeah, I been... think he, you can see that he, he started to slow down but yeah. there's no period of time at Tottenham where he was on a level or worse than Mike Smalling and Philip Jones. Even though I will say this, Philip Jones still better than Maguire. I will stick to that to the day I die. But anyway, this is not my night show. This is a Spurs show, and we've got two positions left for you, Jack. Actually, no, we've got one. Sorry. One. Oh, Carl Walker's there. Just... Yeah, you got one. Final oh, no. position. Oh no. Oh no. You know how I was. You thought I was Come joking on. at the beginning. <laughs> Earlier on. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, do you know what? Oh, uh, gosh, don't, please don't. Give us, it's give, go, be... come on. Give us Clement Longley, man. Come on. It's not Clement Longley. It's Eric Dyer. Da- <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's not Eric Dyer. It's not Davidson Sanchez. It's none of them. Um, don't worry. But I'm going to have to... <sighs> He's going to do it. This is going to kill me. Bro. This is going to absolutely... This is going to be a... This is like... <sighs> 
This is self-harm, man. Honestly. Short way. Okay, okay. Before you do it, before you do it, think very hard about all the centre-backs you've had. Surely... (laughs) There's someone else you can put in there. Because I know you are. You know sure you about that, Kojo? Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure, bro? I don't need to I don't need to like read a list, trust me. I we've got the best, the best centre backs we wanted to pick. They've already been picked. That's happened. <coughs> I'm definitely not picking guys like Michael Dawson. He was t- people, people rate Michael Dawson. People like Michael Dawson at the time when in the sort of 2006, 2010 period. It, it was good in that season in uh, um, 09-10 when he got that Champions League, but I mm. still maintain he was he was still a shit centre-back in my eyes. Fair enough. But, and it certainly ain't going to be Anthony Gardner. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> ah, I signed him once a foot manager and I still don't know why to this day. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. He did nothing for me. It was crap. <laughs> He's so crap. Ah, Listen, he's, be- like he's known best he for his reaction. To... Oh, yeah, the Tarat thing when it was the Tarat thing. <laughs> that's, that's always known for. Oh, it's, oh, it's going to have to be, man. You know, you, Kojo, you know who it is. You could just. I know, I know but even just, just for your own sanity, and I can't lie, for, for Darren's as well, I, I don't know if I want to type this. Darren, <laughs> if I picked, if I picked Alderweireld before you. See, I've saved you the hassle. I've done you a favour. It's like you not having to pick him, innit? I wouldn't pick him. Regardless, I'd never pick him ever in my lifetime, ever. Yeah, I'd never pick him ever in my lifetime. I'd find somebody else. Can you write write it? Kojo, can you write it in these letters, yeah? J-U-D-A-S. Yeah. Yeah, this he who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. <coughs> well, it's going to have to be, man. Not even like a, not even like a Jonathan Woodgate. <sighs> I, uh, I wasn't... Nah, Jonathan Woodgate, he had injury problems as well, to be fair. Yeah. <coughs> I wasn't. So Judas, yeah? Yeah, it's going to have to be, man. Damn. With, with the most reluctance I could ever provide. Okay, serious question here. Serious question. Because I don't remember much of him at Tottenham. Um, How good was he for you guys? Like, in all seriousness. He had Ledley King playing in midfield. In some games. Oh, shit. Okay. That points. If them two stayed at that club and they played together, they'd go down as probably one of the greatest centre-back pairings in the history of the Prem, if not the history of... In not, if not in Europe. <coughs> okay. okay. If Ledley could have stayed fit and Sol Campbell could have stayed not being a pagan... <laughs> Excuse the cough, everybody. Right? Then... They would have. They could have. If they could. If they both could have stayed together and stayed fit, you wouldn't be. You, you wouldn't be talking about. You, well, you would be talking about Ferdinand and Vidic, but these men would be up there and probably surpass them. And we probably mm. that's that's the backbone of a trophy winning team, a regular trophy winning team. You build around them, brothers, and that's that's is what it is. If you want to talk in footballing terms, if you want to talk in human terms, you shameless Judas pagan. But um, but yeah, honestly. Them two together would have been an absolute 
madness, absolute madness. Um, but he chose he chose the other side. That's that. Damn. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I guess when you, when you describe him like that, then I can understand why he makes the team ever so begrudgingly. But um, hey, you know what? Listen, it's it's, it's it, whether people like it or not. I guess it's it's kind of the truth. I mean, I know Darren T will not pick him regardless, just because of the fact that he's an absolute pagan. Um, I agree with that because he supports certain political views, no names, but um. Uh, <laughs> that as well that's just another layer but that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, another layer um but but if we, he, he he was he was that he was damn good he, he was damn good he was gonna be fair to yeah, yeah yeah i couldn't bring myself to pick fazio like this is about quality <laughs> this is about this is about ability at the end of the day picking the best team that you could possibly fazio. have oh man federico fazio all right okay Guarantee, yeah, you don't have that. You don't have that problem. Right back. Okay, he's won two FA Cups, two League Cups, two UEFA Cups, Charity Shield, and he captained quite a lot of those games. Um, and it was a toss-up between him and Chris Hutton because Chris Hutton was also a great servant. Six hundred fifty-five appearances for Spurs. Steve Perriman. Steve Perryman. One of our greatest captains. The 61, the, the, those who are older than me may pick the 60. I didn't pick really any of the 61 winning team apart from Jimmy Greaves because Danny, Danny Blanchflower could have been in there. But again, um, yeah. Like I said, I've got, I've got good old, I've got old-fashioned defenders. But we're talking about the greatest players that ever played for Spurs. You got to put him in there. You have to put him in there. I think you can't leave him out. You know what I mean? Because of what he did and what he won. And to be honest with you, if 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 anybody can think of a more decorated Tottenham player, please let me know. He played for Tottenham between 1969 and 1986. I still remember. I remember the tail end of his career. I remember the last four four, four years of his career. You know what I mean? You know, there's not been there's not been any Spurs player I think who's been more decorated than him, so he has to be there. Um, again, I'm not turning around and saying I saw him play loads and loads and loads, and when I did, he was at the tail end of his career. But he's he's he's, he's, tro- he's when you can you you can't talk to him about Spurs and trophies. You can't. Mm. You can't bring that to him because he'll just show his winners' medals and tell you to shut your mouth and sit down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I won this, 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 this. So at the end of the day, Steve Perriman goes my right back, and that is my team complete. All right. All right. Well, for everyone listening, we have two complete Spurs teams. I am going to read them out for you. We'll stick with uh, Darren T's team first because it's just here on the screen already for those watching. Um, Pat Jennings in goal, left back Edinburgh, right back Perryman. Center back pairing of King Ledley and Alderweireld. Midfield two of Paul Gascoigne and Glenn Hoddle. On the wings on the left side, Bale on the right side, Ginola. And up top, Jimmy Greaves and Gary Lineker. Um, and for Jack, we have Hugo Lloris in goal, Rose and Walker 
left back and right back respectively. In between them is a centre-back pairing, Vertonghen and Voldemort. Um, <laughs> a midfield two of uh, Luka Modric and Musa Dembele on the right, Eriksen on the left, Son, and up top, Defoe and Tottenham and England's all-time um, goal scorer. And, and to be fair, probably soon to be Premier League all-time top goal scorer as well. Harry Kane. Um, before we go, actually, and I know Jack, you went first. I'll let Darren T go first on this round. Pick a manager. <coughs> mm, Keith Birkinshaw. Was that sorry? Keith Birkinshaw. Okay, okay, okay. And Jack? Easy one with these set of players. In my lifetime, again, it's going to be... The one and only Jacques Santini. Uh, Pochettino. <laughs> Pochettino. Yeah. Pochettino. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So for those of you listening, um, you can hit us up on the Twitter and let us know which team you think is best. They are it, they are going to be um, pictures and the teams will be named for both. And we're going to see which lineup wins, really. So we're going to find out what the people think. Um, you guys happy with your teams? I'm actually very happy with my team as I came completely unprepared. Um, I didn't write anything down at all, but I'm actually very, very happy with my team. Good. Good. Jack? Bar one position, yeah. <laughs> but maybe two, even. Uh, but yeah, definitely the one. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but although, having said that, I think, you know, if I was a neutral, I'd say that is a quite a majestic centre-back it's a strong team it's a strong team yeah, yeah you've, you've got team. like the wing you've got the wing backs you've got wing backs bro. I've got old school old fashioned like defenders you know what I mean contrast both yeah. very good I've got the one midfielder that can sit there a little bit mm. Mm. that's the benefit I think that could be the difference you know yeah it's two very strong teams Two very strong. So if, it's one, if, if it's one guy that could actually get past Musa Dembele, it's flipping Glenn Hoddle. Drop of the shoulder, he sends him to the floor, twists his ankle, finishes it. Bro. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, these are good teams. Nah, these are very good teams. teams. Both good teams. It's just a shame that we didn't have them all at the same time so we could actually win things. It's just, we've, we've had, we when you look at it, there's been an embarrassment of riches there in, in most of the positions. But it's just a shame that we can't put it together. And it's a shame that our chairman can't actually see the history that we've had over the years and build upon that. I think if I can, from an outside looking in point of view, I think if we're going to talk about him, his biggest failure was not supporting Pochettino after finishing second in build, rebuilding that team as he asked. I think Pochettino does get a hard time. And I, I get it, you know, towards the end of his Spurs run, he was making very, very, very questionable decisions, um, selection-wise, substitution-wise, tactical-wise, absolutely. And, you know, he contributed to his own downfall. But I always say this, I don't feel like managers are given full backing. People say they are backed when money's spent on this. I get that conversation. But full backing for me means not only 
are you back, backing me in the first or second window? But when I've got something going and it needs that extra ingredient, you have to supply it. And if yeah. you're not going to supply it, that's not full book um, backing. And then when you start to stifle me in the market as well, and make things difficult for me to bring in players and more importantly, get rid of some players that are not doing it anymore. When the writing's already on the wall and I've seen it before you, I think that's, I think that's his biggest failure because, I mean, I got to start watching Tottenham properly from, I'd say, 97, five years old is when I started, four or five is when I started getting a hang of what football really was. And I've always told people, they ask me when I why I support why I end up supporting my United. I always say the first two teams I was actually close to supporting were Newcastle and Tottenham. Um, because I was told I support a London club, all my cousins and my brother supported Arsenal, so I wanted to just get away from them. So I thought, why not the enemy? And um, Newcastle because of Laurent Robert, because I'm left footed and so was he, and he could just blast a shot anyhow. Ooh. And I just wanted to learn that because I mean, that was, I was until my father said, Nah, you're not supporting any of those teams, we're not having that around here. Um, but yeah, it looked like Tottenham had finally got something special happening and it's not only the manager and the players that have to make things work, it's the people above them and they didn't do that. But I digress, I digress. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Am I making a valid point or...? Yeah, I, I, I think he was backed... I think he was backed half of his time there. And I think the time he wasn't backed from Windows like 2016 transfer window up to 2018 transfer window where not a single penny was spent hmm. um, in the latter. Um, that I think that, especially being the most pivotal period where you had something going on, that's when he wasn't back. And that completely ruined the, ruined the whole dynamic that we had. And I also think people like Paul Mitchell that were frustrated with the ongoings and the dealings of um, the club uh, and Daniel Levy as well him leaving, you know, him having recruited some top players at the club and wanting players like Sadio Mane but not getting him over a few mil. Frustrations like that are what cost us. And I don't trust Pochettino with his players, to be honest, with him, with this signing. We've seen players like, guys like Vincent Janssen. <sighs> Boy, had, yeah. One fourth. One fourth. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> we saw, we saw Clinton and G and we saw... Um, Ken, oh. George, Kevin, and Kodu. Moussa Sissoko came into the club. Yep. Pochi <sighs> signings weren't great. I'm sorry, I didn't think he's. he's, he's what, what, if you look at what he signed or who he signed over the years, he was there. He wasn't great. So, mm. you know, for me, I don't, I don't want him back. But you know, it's like, thank you, but no, bless. If you're going to have him, you've got to bring in a director of football that aligns with his philosophy and has the same level of talent ID that Paul Mitchell had. Yeah, yeah, because that yeah. was a huge loss. Paul Mitchell was a huge loss. Huge, huge loss. I agree. I agree. Right. That should uh, wrap it up there. We've got two great teams here. A quick refresher again. Jack's team, Laurie, Rose, Matongan, he who shall be not be named, aka Judas, aka Voldemort, aka Black Maguire. Uh, right back Walker, mm-hmm. midfield two of Modric and Dembele. Right, right wing Ericsson, left wing Son, Harry Kane, and Jermaine Defoe up top. And for Darren T, we have Jennings and goal, Edinburgh, Perryman, left back, right back, King and Odeveral centre backs, Gasquin Huddle in the middle in the midfield two with Bale and Janola either side of them on the left and right respectively and 
Greaves and Lineker. Guys, before we go, obviously, of course, let them know where they can find you. Uh, Jack, you can all go first. Yeah, um, every Thursday, New Spurs order, at New Spurs order. Um, we've got a pod going on every week. So, yeah, um, catch us. It's been international break, so we'll have a an, an interesting one. Um, yeah, we'll catch us every week and, yeah, um, we're on, yeah, we're on YouTube. We're on um, Apple Podcasts as well. So yeah, catch us. And yeah, we keep it real. We don't like, you know, we're not one of those podcasts that, you know, we're trying to get into, in, trying to work at the club. So you know, keep the conversation a bit diluted. No, no, we keep it real. We have a variety of views, some very positive and optimistic about the club, and others not so much. So yeah, catch us there. Awesome, awesome. And Darren Tisa. Um, on Twitter at Mr. Darren underscore T, where you'll find me a lot of the time, you'll find me cuffing Spurs at the DD Footy Factory show on On Top FM, mm. Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, it's on every Saturday morning, so catch it. It's a very good show with very good debate. Big up D Man, big up Double D, big up Big Sam, big up um, Ah, Flex in the City. Big up Goliath. Big up all of them, man. Um, I'm there quite a few weeks. You'll catch me there at least a couple of weeks, a month. So um, that's where you'll find me. And yeah, hit me up for some Tottenham or football-related discourse, man. Always, always on it. Love that, love that. And I will just say this before we go on that show. Certain um, very, very, very tall people on that show that support Arsenal are hardly anywhere to be seen. But believe me, come the end of the season, if I, if what happens, which I, what I think is going to happen, happens... Oh, yeah, he's going to appear. He's going to appear more than Come a pigeon on Pokemon Yellow. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's that's from me. Um, obviously, Kojo, Kojo Free Midfield is my app, uh, so you can follow me there as well. I'm starting to tweet, tweet a lot more from that um, account, so I'll tell you about a load of stuff. It's, it's just fun to see um, chaos on Twitter, so I'll throw in that, that side of it. Um, but Free Midfield Podcast, yeah, of course, if you're listening, you know where you are on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. If you're not listening, if you're listening and you're not on the YouTube, that is YouTube <coughs> in Midfield Podcast. Um, that's a quick one from me. Also, uh, we are going to undergo some changes on this podcast soon. I can't give an exact date, but it's not going to be like a, a huge, well, I say it's not going to be huge, it's going to be a huge change. It's going to be a new, lo- um, new logo, new intro, um, maybe a new approach. Who knows? Um, we'll see what we'll, we'll see how things go. We're deciding whether to wait till the end of the season or just to bring it out of nowhere and just relaunch it uh, during the rest of the season, and maybe have something special for the Champions League final. But until then, we're still your boys at Free Midfield, and that's never going to change. So like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And um, this is quick another last one from me before I say goodbye. I'm kind of disappointed that no one picked David Bentley. So. Shout out to Bentley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>